0: Love me now. I love the street. No, y'all think I was coming with some cool cake shit. Y'all know me better than that. Hey yo, I should have been out. I'm deadly when I pull the pin out. Keep front and I'ma try them chin out. I knocked a lot of men out. I left them on the floor, spittin' flim out. And see the ladder wama squeeze the data box in out. You see cold yo ice spinning. Yo What's going down people, welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber And uh, yeah, let's do what we do and get to that UK box office top 10 For the weekend of the 28th of February to the 1st of March at number 10, still clinging on in there, it's Bad Boys for Life. At number 9, it's Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. At number 8, it's The Call of the Wild. At number 7, so it's been there for a while. It's 1917. At number 6, we've got Emma. At number 5, Doolittle. At number 4 And the second E1 film in the charts, Is Dark Waters At number 3 It's the Oscar winner Parasite At number 2 Sonic the Hedgehog And straight in At number 1 We've got The Invisible Man Boom Alright so just one film this week I nearly dropped Oh man I nearly dropped another film review Uh, Yeah Which would have been against the embargo So luckily I remembered So just one this week But before we get to that A little bit of news for you Okay people Before you go see the film You might want to check out the podcast. Because. um, Yeah. It's hosted by Gabby Roslin. And. um, On the last episode. Which is number five. She sits and talks with. The director of the film. Peter Cantanio. Um, On that episode. He talks about using real military right ry- wives as extras um, it, you know when he was doing the bass scenes he talks about the c- chemistry between Christine Scott Thomas and Sharon Horrigan as well as Sharon's keyboarding skills um, he talks about how the the song came about you know home faults from abroad. Um, so he talks, yeah, how, how, um, he got Robbie Williams and Guy Chambers involved with that, and he also talks about the research that he did and the filmmaking process, Uh, so, um, yeah, you can go download episode 5, um, on, uh, you know iTunes or any other places where you get your podcasts And um, all the other episodes will be there as well So yeah that is Military Wives the official film podcast Go check it out five episodes And um, yeah you can listen before you go to see the film Afterwards you know whenever you feel like it people but I'm sure it will be jam-packed of useful information and little tidbits that you might just want to know about. People, if you live in Boston, you live close by, or you have um, some holiday that you want to use up, You will be pleased to know that the 22nd Annual Boston Underground Film Festival Will be taking place on the 25th to the 29th of March At the Overtake Cambridge Um, Yeah, it is, um, you know, it's going to be jam-packed of genre-heavy juggernauts of um Stendhallian Cinemania. Uh, yeah. And it's the twenty second edition. So um hey, it must be good because there's been that many, right? So during the festival you're going to have the premiere of Deerskin uh, This is from Quentin Dupois And it's about a man's obsession with his designer deerskin jacket Which causes him to blow his life savings and turn to crime Then there's Dinner in America um, This is an East Coast premiere it's from director Adam Rayner. And it's about an on-the-lawn, on the lamb punk rocker, and a young woman obsessed with his band unexpectedly fall in love and go on an epic journey together through America's decaying Midwestern suburbs. We then have films in the living room. Uh, this is um from David Keller Jr and it's a donk, a documentary about new england independent film luminary and boston underground film festival founder the late david keller we then have holy trinity a boston premiere and this is from molly hewitt it's a um about a queer dominatrix named trinity um Huffs the contents of a magic aerosol can and develops the ability to talk to the dead Hmm. (laughs) I'm not sure, uh, yeah, that's probably the the type of experience she was looking for Uh, We then have It Comes, which is a New England premiere It's from Tetsuo Nakashima Um, And it's, one day a visitor leads Hideki a memo of his unborn daughter's name, Chiza. Two years later, Hideki's house is attacked by a sinister presence. To protect his family, Hideka asks for help to perform a ritual to break an unknown spell. Also, having its world premiere is It Cuts Deep. This is from Nicholas Payne Santos. And um, while on Christmas vacation, a young couple contemplates their future together. Ashley is interested in getting married and having kids, which terrifies Sam. When the more attractive and paternal Nolan enters the picture, Sam's life spirals out of control as Ashley questions their relationship. Chaos reigns as Sam desperately clings to Ashley while fending off the threatening Nolan. Um, We have Jesus Shows You the Way to the Highway This is a New England premiere And it's from Miguel Lansu CIA agents Palmer and Gagano Are tasked with the mission of destroying a computer virus Called Soviet Union They enter the system using VR But the mission turns into a trap uh, making its East Coast premiere is Jumbo from Zoe Wittock. Jenna, a shy young woman, works in an amusement park. Fascinated with carousels, she still lives at home with her mother. That's when Jenna meets Jumbo, the park's new flagship flagship attraction. Uh, making its East Coast premiere is a uh, Lucky Um, That's from Natasha Kamani A suburban woman fights to be believed As she finds herself stalked by a threatening figure Who returns to her house night after night When she can't get help from those around her She is forced to take matters into her own hands Making its Boston premiere is Rose Glass's Saint Maud. Um, Yeah, so the debut film from writer-director Rose Glass, Saint Maud is a chilling and boldly original vision of faith, madness and salvation in a fallen world. Mauled, a newly devout hospice nurse, becomes obsessed with saving her dying patient's soul, but sinister forces and her own sinful past threaten to put an end to her body her um holy calling. Uh, yeah, this um I saw this at the London Film Festival. It is uh, very well put together. Um we also have Shark Week which is making its international premiere and it's from Brie Provoc. Um, Lonely, burned out Billy Bernie loses his dog and skateboards around the city trying to find him. Throughout this sweaty summer day, Bill is repeatedly confronted with his past and those involved in it. Uh, we then have The Deeper You Dig, making its East Coast premiere from John Adams and Toby Poser. In the aftermath of a roadside accident, the line between the living and the dead collapses for a mother, a daughter and a stranger. Um, there's also The Passion of Darkly Noon, which is making its world premiere 2K restoration. And it's um, from Philip Ridley. Darkly Noon, starring Brendan Fraser, is the sole survivor of a military-style attack on an isolated religious community. Stumbling through a forest in a daze, he is rescued by the free-spirited and enigmatic Cali. Played by Ashley Judd, Darkly finds himself feeling strange new desires for Callie as she nurses him back to health, only to watch her jump into the arms of her returning, non speaking lover Clay. Played by Vigo Mortison. Lost in the woods with only his. Fundamentalist upbringing To make sense of his unrequited Passions Darkly soon descends into Explosive and lethal Rage Um, And Also screening On its 30th anniversary Is The Riches The Witches from Nicholas Roeg A young boy stumbles onto A witch convention And must stop them even after he has been turned into a mouse so yeah people that is it um tickets will start going on sale from 2 p.m. on monday the 9th of march um that's individual tickets so uh yeah go to the um link in the website in the episode details and all uh, the information, the links and whatnot will be there Enjoy Okay people So we dealt with all the news So now let's get to this week's review Okay so I am just back from a screening of Military Wives This is the new film from uh, director Peter Cattaneo. It's produced by Rory Aitken, Ben Pugh, Pierce Tempest, uh, and it's written by Rachel Tunard and Roseanne Flynn. It's got a um, pretty big cast, uh, so we've got Kristen Scott Thomas, Sharon Horrigan, Jason Flem- Fleming, Greg Wise, Emma Londez, Gabby French, Lara Rossi, Amy James Kelly, India Rhea Amatafili Fio, uh, Laura Checkley, Sophie Dix, and Beverly Longhurst. Uh, so, um, the music is by Lorne Balef, um, and the cin- cinematography is Hubbard Taksanodwanski. So, the, um, the gist of the film is this. The inspirational story of friendship, love, and support on the home front. A group of women come together as their partners serve in as- Afghanistan together they formed the very first military wives choir helping each other through some of life's most difficult moments and also becoming a media sensation and global movement in the process so that's um i you know it it, it sounds like one of those movies right one of those kind of From those films From back in the day And They got the director Who kind of started it all Peter Cantillo He directed The Full Monty That was his directorial debut So Having him do this That seems like The perfect mix The fit right You know Having someone like that with those Chops for being able To turn You know that kind of Downbeat Situation Into something that Became huge Well that is definitely What they're Trying to get with this And I don't know I don't know Like um you know, so the film starts, and you basically were so we're on kind of um, the military base, and you're kind of seeing everyone say goodbye. You know, so everyone's mobilizing, and they're like, um, yeah, getting you know, getting ready to ship off. So it's you know, everyone's like, it's those last moments, those last moments. Before it all goes Which all All does feel a little Cookie cutter, it all feels A little sweet, a little You know what I mean Like it doesn't Necessarily feel Feel real But so they All go And so now the vibes are there And it you know So it's about kind of a new program you know so the wives have this you know the one of them creates a program of activities for them to do to keep them occupied busy, and their minds off of their husbands being on the front line in danger constantly and just that that worry so um Sharon horrigan's character who is um you know Lisa. So she is, she's just married, and so now her her kind of position has, um, you know, it's risen. So now she's being kind of put in charge of doing all of this. She doesn't really want to do it, you know what I mean? But she wants to stay as one of just the girls. Um. So she's doing that. Now, the corporal's wife... Kate, who's played by Kirsten Scott Thomas, she's lost her son. He died in action. So she wants to be more occupied. So she's volunteering to help out more than what she normally would have done. So you have those two situations. You know what's going to come, of course. There's a conflict, because, you know, Lisa is from uh, a kind of, um, you know, she's just a different background to Kate. So, there's clashing on the different kind of activities and, you know, how things are run and led and all of this. But, through all of that, they decide on a choir... Well that's what Kate calls it Lisa just wants to call it a singing club Right? So so, you know They decide on the choir And then it's What kind of music they're going to sing How it's getting taught and all of this But Through all of that Something Something comes together and so then the film is how then that kind of progresses and elevates And takes them, like, to that next level And while all this is going on, there's other kind of things happening So Lisa, you know, she's trying to, I guess, kind of... um. Work things with her daughter Because her daughter's getting older So, you know I mean They're they're in a transition Kind of period They're trying to work all of that out Like, you know, the daughter's of the age Where she wants to kind of just hang with her friends Get out and living on the base It's very restrictive So we have that We have a new wife Who's joined the fray Um and so she doesn't know anyone And, you know, she, they she's just married her husband Who's now just shipped out So there's that situation And it's, so it's all of this But I, I think one of the things is We don't really see We don't really see much of them with the husband So then it's hard to really I think you you don't really get a, a you know, that sense of their connection, so then the sense of the, the you know the, the hardship, the loss of you know, being a part and the worry. Now, look, I mean we can all imagine what it's what it's like. So you just have to kind of go off of that. And ha uh, so We then have like this singing situation. And like the way it develops. It is a little hard to believe. I'm not going to lie. It's a little hard to believe. Because it's so haphazard. It's so haphazard. It's so crazy. We don't really see. A, a, a you know they're practicing in the hall, but there's not many kind of practices to set them for this certain thing okay so they they get given this this certain thing and so yeah we, we don't see what you know like what would you you would need to do to get to that place to be able to do the thing that you would need to do to be able to do your best right so we see that but obviously look they're having fun and and so you just kind of get the obligatory kind of moments that lead to that you know we have a singing montage of them around the place singing having enjoying themselves practicing these Ongs and whatnot. It's it's all stuff that we've seen before. It feels definitely feels like ground well trod, okay. But yeah, I I just think a lot of the stuff that's happening, it it just it does feel a bit generic. It does. It feels like you know a story by numbers. It doesn't have, say, like the magic of, of a Full Monty And that might be just because Kind of, you know, Full Monty was Like the first, really And since then we've had a lot of A lot of films trying to duplicate that So now we've, get, we've gotten to this And yeah It, it, you know, you do get that kind of generic kind of sense of, I've seen this before. This is all feels very, very familiar. Yeah, and as I said, look, it doesn't seem like we've had enough time, or, I guess maybe it's just the way the scenes were put together. Like we don't, there's not enough to care about with the characters because they don't seem to have the depth. You know what I mean? They don't feel three-dimensional. It it just feel they do feel a bit Yeah, I guess wooden. But wooden is a bit harsh. You know? I I I probably wouldn't Yeah, probably not wooden, but I would say that they just don't They don't have the heft, you know, they don't have the heft, and a lot of the kind of conflict, it all seems a bit flimsy, you know, it it just feels a bit forced, right, I will say, listen, even though, like, you know, you're watching it and all of this is happening in the way, um, there are definitely moments that do grab you There are definitely th- those heartfelt moments That just kind of, you know what I mean Dampen up the eyes a little bit, you know what I mean So th- there's those There, it, You know, it does pull on the heart It definitely pulls on the heart in places And there's these nice little moments that we see these moments of bonding and, and and coming together. but they're all a bit I don't know I think it it seems very much kind of foreign to what we've seen. so they' they're a little out, they feel a little out of place. Because the rest of the film isn't quite like that. you know, so that's a bit of a shame. um and when we get to the end, we get to this big moment at the end and of course, there's more conflict. we have more conflict, but you you know like you see this thing happen and then it moves on and but you know what's gonna happen next. You know, and especially when, like, there's a walk and they see this thing in front of them that is a reminder of the past, but also a means to the future, and they're just like, okay, obviously, they're gonna be, and then that, 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 and that's what happens. That's what happens, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, look, the last song. Oh, you know, there is a thing with a song that is definitely just a bit like, oh, so there's this tune just, just hanging around. Oh, that's, that's handy. Oh, and then then you put the song together in a very short amount of time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that which i it's, it's just not built enough like you know I me mean? i think you could believe it if you believed in like lisa having that capacity now there there's been there's stuff that's alluded to oh like oh you so her mum did music and whatever but it is just alluded it, you know what i mean there's not enough breadcrumbs To make you then feel that Lisa has this thing. You know. So but yes. So we have the big song. But. I don't know if it's the way it was cut and everything like that. But I have to say. I didn't fully believe that they were singing this song. You know, like the camera is very like moving in real close, cutting between the different people and moving around them, or you know. But yeah, I, I don't I didn't really believe that they were singing the song. And it, yeah, you just didn't get the, the, the sense from the hall because it's a, it's a crazy hall. Like I've been in there so many times And the atmosphere is incredible But it's not palpable on the screen It doesn't resonate like, you know, being in that Just that pit of of sound and crescendo And just, you know, magnificence Which is such a shame It's such a shame but yeah, so we 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 had that moment, and then, you know, they they kind of give you a love actually kind of ending, which I guess it's fine. Now there's a lot of writing on the screen, and yes, I can't see the writing, so I don't really know what the message it's getting across. But you know, other people in the screening, you know, everyone applauded at the end, everyone seemed to enjoy it, everyone seemed to like it. And I will say, look, I wasn't really a fan of the full Monty. <laughs> you know that I mean? That's not my type of film. I, 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 I will be honest on that. Um So, yes, like this, you know, but you could say this isn't my kind of film. But there's there's often Like, there's certain stuff that technically I shouldn't like, but I do. Like, I loved about time. You know what I mean? uh, That's just an incredible film. So, it's just like sometimes there's these things that just get you. Unfortunately, this wasn't one. Now, listen. That's not to say that this is terrible. Because it's not terrible. it's, It's sufficient. You know, it's it's a work, some workmanly kind of piece, yo. Know? So it's not, it's not terrible, but it's not incredible. It's it's not one of those. I, I it just doesn't feel like one of those things that will resonate with you for for days and weeks after you've seen it. But the performances, the performances are okay, you know. Like Kristen Scott Thomas is fine, Sharon Horrigan, they're fine. I've seen them be better, but they're not terrible. I will look I will say, because I feel this is fair. I think if you are a fan of the full Monty, if you're a fan of some films like Brassed Off, Kinky Boots, if those are your jams. If you like Nativity, like those sort of films If you enjoy that sort of fare I, I feel you'll enjoy this You know, like I think last year Was it that there was a film about the, the Cornish fisherman? Yeah, you know, something like that I think there was I think that's right I don't think I'm making that up But yes, again, if you if you like that I feel you would like this you know, so I, I, I think that's my best My best comparisons, people You know, because look, we're not all going to like the same thing But, I, I yeah, I have a feeling if, if you're a fan of those type of films if you, if you like those ones I've just mentioned You would like this You know, if you like Sister Act You'll probably like this I didn't like Sister Act I know, don't tell anyone, it's probably a blasphemous thing to say I didn't like it, but yes, you'd probably like this if you did, okay people So, that is Military Wives um, And uh, yeah, it's from Peter Cattaneo. Um written by Roseanne, F- Ro- Roseanne Flynn and Rachel Tunnard and it's starring Kristen Scott Thomas, Sharon Horrigan, Jason Fling, Greg Wise, Gabby French, Emma Londes, Lara Rossi, Amy James Kelly, India Rhea Amatia Fio. Okay, so look, it could be for you, so um check it out. Look at the trailer. Yeah, you know, if you like those films I mentioned, go go ch- go see it. Fill your heart with joy, enjoy the music and have fun. Okay, people. So, as we wind down for the end of another episode, a little bit of film news. So, um Hairspray and Step Up director Adam Shankman Has been tapped as the um, Director of the upcoming Hocus Pocus sequel uh, I think the film will be going straight to Disney Plus uh, It's being produced by Lynn Harris um, And um, Yeah, no real Date is uh, You know Out there Because um, Shankman is Just finishing up uh, Production on His Enchanted sequel Um, But You know, yeah, I'm I'm sure More news will Come out closer To um, Yeah, the time when all of this Will you Know hit production and everything like that, okay. So, um, I believe it was towards the end of last year, yeah. Um, yeah, towards the end of last year, JJ Abrahams he signed his big deal with Warner Brothers to take uh, bad robot and everything involved across, right? So, um, yeah. His first project Has now been announced It's from Daniel Casey Who uh, wrote uh, the, the last uh, Fast and the Furious film um, And um, It's called The Pinkerton Okay so um, It's supposedly A supernatural revenge Western hybrid And you know it it's about you know the police agency, it, you know, that was kind of I think it started in 1850. You know, the Pinkertons, like they've been mentioned and involved in a lot of TV series and films, you know, like Deadwood, Free Tenter You Yeah, know, I think they were mentioned in Red Dead Redemption. Uh but yeah. This film is about, you know, all of that So, I mean, it could be interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued um, So, since Scott Dickinson stepped away from the, you know, the, the Doctor Strange sequel I think people are wondering what would him and his uh, writing partner See Robert Cargill be up to? Well, people can now, yeah, sit back as the news is out. He is, um, gonna be, uh, yeah, doing a film called Bermuda at uh, Skydance. Um, no real details have come from that, other than. Chris Evans is um, being sought to star in the film. But yeah, I, I, I think we can, you know, work out that it is around the whole mystery and legend of everything going missing. But uh, yeah, who knows how they're going to approach it and, you know, is it going to be a mystery? Is it going to be a horror? I don't know. I don't know I'm, I might lean towards Horror You know what I mean But uh, yeah No one knows But they, they you know, there was an original script Floating around But um, Dickinson and Cargill Will um, Throw that out And start from scratch um, And we're going to end With a couple of things So I guess the big news of the week is the fact that James Bond has been uh, Yeah, he's been moved You know Um, Yeah, I think everyone was expecting um, No time to die to be hitting in April Um, But because of the whole coronavirus and, And fears around that They've decided to move the film till November I mean you could put it out but I think the main reason is They, they kind of figure This is going to be Should be a money making film So they want to maximise on that And with people Fearing You know the virus and the spread and the Like certain places like Italy are banning a lot of stuff And people gathering in places And things like that So, you know, they won't make as much, you know I guess if this kind of does hit that studios really should be working on digital releases Because if they did, wouldn't have this issue, right? But yes, so Bonds has moved, but instead... Um, the, the the you know the release window it has been filled by DreamWorks trolls world tour which has been uh, moved up a month to uh, yeah jump into this uh, it's a sequel to the first trolls film that made um whew, I don't know like um, just under 350 million worldwide Right so uh, Yeah I guess they're hoping that this New film will do the same I don't know if that's Easter Weekend so you know It, it can't hurt Right but yes people That is it for this week Um Yeah Next week should be good I think there should be at least two So uh, yeah Enjoy your cinema watching And we will catch you next Thursday I think there might be some interviews thrown in I don't know I'm going to do a thing tomorrow So we'll see how all of that plays out But yeah people Enjoy yourselves And we will catch you next week Peace